0: Growing Up, not growing old podcast. We might never take the world. At least we've had our day. Real talk about movies, music, politics, race, and religion. Growing up, not growing old, up, Billy, get the, the Live from New York. It's the Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Growing Up, Not Growing Up podcast. My name is Mike Russo. It's a Thursday night. My guest tonight, Jimmy from Blast Furnace Productions. What's up, Jimmy?
2: What's going on, brother? How are you?
1: All right, not bad. Like I said, it's Thursday night. Feeling good. Tomorrow's Friday. Weekend's coming, man. What's going on?
2: Yeah, same old nonsense, bro. You know, <laughs> just work, we're just working and just looking forward to the weekend, bro.
1: Yeah, I hear that, man. I guess that's what it is, really. I mean, you just work, you work. You, I mean, if you're a drinker, you drink and you sleep and then you work.
2: That's it. Work, try to take care of my daughter as much as I humanly possible and right. go to shows. That's basically it.
1: That's, uh, you know what? That's not bad. I'm, you know, I'm definitely not complaining, but I'm definitely looking forward to the weekend. Not that I'm going to be doing anything anyway, but, you know, weekend's always good. I mean, you know?
2: Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going, yeah, going to a show on Saturday night out in Jersey. So I'm looking forward to that. Turnstile Bane, pretty big show out there in Jersey. So that's, that's my Saturday night.
1: Where they going? Uh, Starland Ballroom something?
2: No, that's uh, it's a uh, Game Changer World out in Howell, New Jersey. I've never been there before, but I know it's a big venue and go check it out. I'm a big fan of Bane, so... Plus, they're on like uh, it's like their last final tour, their last final album, and stuff like that. They're packing it in after twenty years, so I'm wow. gonna try to catch them as much as possible.
1: They've been around for twenty years. Holy shit!
2: Twenty years. That's it. Yep. With sometime within the year, they're gonna be calling it quits. So I'm gonna try to catch them as ma- as much as I possibly can.
1: You know that singer for that band? He's got like a uniform, doesn't he? He wears like that long sleeve shirt and the pull down cap like every show.
2: All the time.
1: That's funny, right?
2: <laughs> All the time. Just staple. It's his staple regalia, right there.
1: That's cool, though. I mean, that's like his. It's almost like a ritual or something.
2: Yep, absolutely.
1: You know, everyone's got their thing. You know, um, yeah. I, mem- I remember back in the day. Uh, I used to see Twenty Five to Life a lot, and uh, I know uh-huh. that I know that guy lost his mind or something, but <laughs> okay. a little
2: bit, a little bit.
1: <laughs> he uh he would do the same shit. He would come out in a s he would come out in like a sweatshirt, a hoodie, and then he a would hoodie. take that off, and then he'd have a shirt on, and then he'd take that off, and every show, same shit.
2: Yep. Yep. They're little rituals, little superstitions, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but yeah, everyone's got their own little thing.
1: Where where's Howell? I never heard of it.
2: I think it's – i th- I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever been there. I probably passed through it. I know it's pretty close to Freehold. So it's probably about an hour from where I am, and I'm in Brooklyn.
1: Wow. Jersey's a big fucking state too, man. You can fucking be in the sticks before you know it.
2: Oh, yeah, big time. Big time. I lived out there for, for a couple of years on and off. Uh, I was not really a fan.
1: That's why you are where you are now.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Oh, speaking of shows, man, is this uh, sick of it all? Coney Island thing for real? It looks fake.
2: Nah, it's for real. From what I know, it's for real. And then uh, I, I I saw earlier, well, I first saw the post that they're playing in Coney Island at the war. It's some kind of a Warriors thing, and uh, you know, there's like an anniversary for the movie or something like that. And then I saw a post afterwards posted by John Joseph saying that he's hosting it and he's going to be interviewing all the original members of the Warriors. Oh, and Sick of It All is playing. That's insane.
1: That's pretty fresh, man, I got to say, because I've been watching the Warriors since I was a kid. I've been listening to oh, yeah. Sick of It All.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think it's September 13th, and I'll definitely be there. It's Coney Island. It's like it's like 15 minutes from where I am. And the geography doesn't make a difference to me, but yeah. I'll be there. Yeah.
1: Plus, it's, September 13th, it's still going to be nice out.
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: You know, summertime, Brooklyn, the Warriors, sick of it all. You I mean it's it, it's going to sell out quick? I think.
2: Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous over there. Ridiculous. It's a it's a pl- it's at a place called the Surf Pavilion. I don't think I've ever been there. I never even heard of the place. But whatever it is, wherever it is, I'll be there. It doesn't matter to me.
1: I wonder if John Joseph is doing. Is he doing the interviews as well?
2: Yeah, that's why I saw his post on Instagram, and he said that he's gonna be—he's hosting it, and he's doing interviews with the original cast members of the Warriors.
1: Fucking Ajax and Swan and motherfuckers.
2: <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah.
1: <laughs> let's see. Seventy-seven. Wouldn't that come out late seventies, probably? Right. 70s, if
2: seventies, I think. Yeah. Seventy-nine, maybe eighty tops. I think.
1: So if let's just say it was eighty, that must be ninety-two. The 35. I'm not very good at math. <laughs>
2: I, mean, <laughs> it? I might as well be Chinese. Yeah, terrible.
1: Thirty-fifth um, anniversary, I guess.
2: Yeah, something like that. It's got to be. You know, is that
1: is that one of those movies you watched as a kid or you saw it as an adult?
2: No, I watched it as a kid, but not as much as I like. I hear a lot of people have, but um, yeah, I've seen it a million times. Like I grew up on like a lot of like like 80s horror slasher type nonsense and stuff yeah. like that. Of course, all the gangster movies and stuff like that. But, yeah, I was a big, big, big horror kid. Big yeah, time. Yeah,
1: definitely. What yeah. was – um? do you remember – this is what I like to ask people who, who like horror because I remember my early horror experiences with The Shining and whatnot. Do you remember, like, your first horror experience?
2: Um, my first – well, the thing that stands out in my head, I remember the first horror movie that I ever saw in the movie theater –
1: Wow,
2: and that was in 1981, I believe, and I was six years old, and it was a different time frame. And I went there alone, and they let me in, and I saw <laughs> Madman.
0: Oh shit, fucking Madman! Mad
2: in, in at the Canarsie movie theater on Avenue L and 97 on East Ninety Second Street in Canarsie, in Brooklyn. Wow, six years old, sat there in the back and watched Madman by myself.
1: Dude, that's sick. Hooked,
2: Hooked ever since, bro. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. When the yeah. fucking the guy climbs on the hood of the car and blasts those guys with the shotgun, or the guy and the yeah. girl,
2: yeah, yeah, and the, the girl's like fixing something, tinkering around underneath the hood of the car, and then he <laughs> jumps on the hood and takes a head off with the hood of the car. Ridiculous, bro. Yeah, I saw that alone in the movie. That was my first horror movie I ever seen in the movie theater.
1: It was a different time because back then I would walk to school at that age, and you would Same never, here. never do that yeah. nowadays.
2: No, not at all. I'd walk like eight blocks by myself to friggin' first and second grade, but yep. no problem, no worries, no nothing.
1: I remember yep. that too, because when I lived in Queens, I lived in South Ozone Park, and I used to walk to school because I used to pass this stupid yellow dog like every day. I, it's so f- weird the way different shit sticks in your head, yeah. but I remember I, that.
2: I went to high school. I went to uh, my last two years of high school. I was, was in Ozone Park.
1: Yeah, it's, it was the, the neighborhood was a little fucked up, but it wasn't that bad. And yeah, no, it wasn't that bad. I did. Yeah, I went to
2: John, John Adams for the last two years of my high school.
1: Um, me and my brother were the only white kids in school, and he's like brown, so he kind of fit in a little bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went to uh, well, as far as high school, I went to South Shore on in Kenosha, and that school was insane.
1: Oh, that is school that right? was
2: crazy. Yeah, yeah, that school was bananas. Yeah, I was like the only white kid, pretty much.
1: That cops, metal detectors, all that shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was
2: one of the first schools to have metal detectors.
1: Fucking yeah. tr- truant officers or whatever?
2: Yeah, I used to get chased all the time. I never got caught, though. I never got caught. There would be like the paddy wagons, and they would chase all the <laughs> kids who were cutting out of school. I never got caught, though.
1: <laughs> That's important. That's the important part, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I was like shady kid. I used to go home early. Like My parents would be at work. I'd go home early to catch the mailman to get the cut cards. Fuck you. Yeah. So, yeah, all that shit. I knew what time. Remember when they used to have like the recording? Like, if you didn't go to homeroom, like, there'd be like an automated thing that would call your house.
1: Yeah, it With
2: was somewhere race. around. Se- yeah, it was around seven o'clock. So I would always, pre- I would always pick up the phone. I would pretend that like you know it was one of my friends or something until the recording was done. Yeah, and I'd hang up the phone. Easy. You know? Yeah, easy like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's all it took, man. You cut out, you run home, you fucking do a little little damage control or whatnot. Exactly. <laughs> I remember cutting out of school um, and going home and, and dropping acid and just in my house bugging oh,
2: yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! the 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 early '90s into the into the mid '90s was acid fueled, like Holy insane, boy. fucking
1: mm-hmm. mayhem.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I love
2: just- that shit. Though, I, I mean, shit. Uh, there's no way I would ever, ever, ever do it again, bro. I'm too scared. I don't know what the fuck would happen to me.
1: Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. A friend of mine, he, he came up with this hypothetical situation. He was like, Mike, would you take a hit of acid right now or let me hit your thumb with a hammer? Oh, I God. was like, yo, get the hammer, man, because I'm not tripping out for no fucking eight hours right now. No
2: way. No way. I would have a heart attack, bro. I don't Fuck know how yeah. I would react. I'd be paranoid. I'd be like, what am I doing? I'm going to be 40 years old. Why am I on acid? <laughs> it would be it would be terrible. It would be fucking horrible.
1: Yo, time, I remember this one time we were hanging out. There was like fucking six of us on the corner. We're all tripping out, right? And you <laughs> know, the weirdest shit happens when you're on acid or mescaline or whatever. It just kind of happens. I don't know. This dude's... I know
2: exactly what you're talking about. Shit just gets weird. Yes. Weird shit happens. Weird circumstances that would never happen if you wouldn't if you were straight happen. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Go ahead, bro. I'm sorry to cut
1: you off. <laughs> no, but you're right. And this dude's parents drove past us and they had a like a Bronco at the time, right? So they they pulled up next to us. Right then, I'm gone. I'm like, holy fuck, this is happening. <laughs> and they told him to go home. But they didn't tell him to get in the car. For some reason, they told him to step on the, you know, to step next to the door and right. hold on so they could drive him home. It was That's the strange. strangest fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, we were like three blocks away, but why would they do that?
2: I have no fucking idea. Maybe <laughs> only they That do. shit only happened unanswered.
1: On <laughs> I swear like, to right, God, this is a true story, Jimmy. <laughs> I was fucking tripping out on acid, and I bought a pack of Newports when I used to smoke. Right. I opened up the pack, and all the cigarettes except for one were upside down.
2: And that's a true story.
1: (laughs) Yo, I swear to God, I remember this shit like it was yesterday.
2: See, that would would bug me out for the entire time I was tripping.
1: Yeah, the fucking strangest shit will happen, man. Yeah, you got any that'll, crazy never, trip that'll out never happen
2: ever again. That'll never happen ever again as long as you live. You know even what? If you, smell.
1: <laughs> you know how people say they like hallucinate. I never really hallucinated.
2: Like there was a couple of to- a couple of times I did. I would just always laugh my balls off. I was just laughing. You yeah. just have to get out of the room and need your space because you can't cope with what's going on in the room. Yeah. But like, yeah, man. There, there was a couple of times I hallucinated. Um. There was one time it was crazy. Like, like, not, like, I always hear people, oh, little green men and all that shit. No, no I've never seen no. that. I've seen, I, like, there was this guy. His name was John. He used to live in Mill Basin in Brooklyn. And I was in his house, and I was eating mescaline. And I went and see what I tried to do. I tried to get like all in my head. I went into his bathroom and his entire wall once one wall was all mirrors. Oh, so no. I, I yeah, yeah, I did it on purpose. I wanted to try to get lost in there. Right. So I stand up. I, I'm, I'm up against the opposite wall and I'm staring at myself now. I'm, I'm, I'm like concentrating big time on myself, but I can't move because if I move, Obviously, I see myself move, and it fucks everything up. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I'm staring at myself and staring, and my eyes start tearing. and like my, but There's like a couple of tears coming down my cheeks, and I'm really slowly, slowly watching those. I can't go too fast or else I'll fuck it all up. So I'm, I'm watching my tears go down my cheeks in the mirror. Next thing you know, it's like obviously it really wasn't happening, but it was like faucet water wow. shooting down my face, ah. And, like, right to my right, there was a towel on a little towel rack that, like, melted off. But, like, I was in there for, like, two hours. And, like, that's the shit that was happening. I walked out. And my boy John was like, bro, you all right? I'm like, yeah, bro. I was just on another planet there. He's like, yeah, I didn't want to bother. I figured you something in there. But, yeah, like, shit like that. See? Fucking moss that- growing on the wall and shit. I've seen moss growing on my bedroom wall one night. Like, fucking crazy shit like that.
1: Yeah um, it's it's, it, it's like you said it's not you don't see pink elephants but you'll see like the wall will like breathe
2: yeah the wall will breathe if, if like there there was this kid this kid that used to live in in Howard Beach and I went into his bedroom I walked to his, I walked to his house I was on mushrooms I I only eaten mushrooms a couple of times for some reason I always got sick when I came down I always threw up I don't know why but I ate mushrooms and I fucking made my way. He lived in a building. I made my way into the building, tried to figure out how to get the fucking elevator to go up. Finally figured that out and got to his apartment. I sat down on his bed. He was like about he was like about to like to go run out to the store or some shit like that. And I'm sitting on his bed and I'm looking down and he had like one of those old school like fucking orange shag carpets in his room. Mm hmm that shit would like came like alive like swirling around <laughs> whirlpools and shit i was just sitting on the edge of his bed like fucking bugging
1: out yo i feel like yo i feel like i just said that i wouldn't trip out ever again but talking about it i kind of want to do it now
2: <laughs> i know i know until you do it and then and
1: then it's all over yeah like fucking okay, <laughs> um one of the things i did when i would go i would cut. I, I used to Kind of time it. I would take it like I think we had eight periods, and I would take it during sixth period, and I would make it through the day. You know, I would st- I would stick around, but I would make it so by the time I got home, I was tripping, and I would just sit in this empty house on a lazy boy and just watch everything melt. Like concentrate on yeah. one thing, and everything yep. around it would just melt.
2: Yep, I would Sick. try to do the same thing, but I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever ate any acid in school. I don't think I ever did. Because if uh, I did, I would just have to get the hell out of there fast.
1: Yeah, um, I didn't really you have like the balls up, to trip out. Like,
2: yeah, you feel like creeping up your neck. I, I yeah. got to get at you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I would take it like six period and, and then so would hit me when I left. Right. I, I don't know it was weird but uh yeah uh and then you'd have these assholes that as soon as they find out you're tripping they start to try to do shit to you. Uh
2: yeah, I hate that kind of shit. Like stop. Is yeah, right. Just, get <laughs> out of here.
1: Get, go go away. Do something. Do something with <laughs> yourself. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, the good old days. <laughs>
2: hey, that was a long time ago, man. Jesus Christ. I think the last time I ate it was probably, like, I don't know, 94, 95, something like that. Going on 20 years the last time I ate that shit. It's
1: got to be at least 20.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say 94, 95, the very latest.
1: Dude, that shit's not around anymore for the kids nowadays, right?
2: I don't know. God beats the shit out of me, bro. I you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if a person here or there, like very far and few between, but I am sure you could probably get it somewhere, but I'm sure it's also nowhere near as like how fucking potent and insane it was back then.
1: If you fucking ask someone for, for uh acid now, they'd be like, No, but I got Molly and Oxy.
2: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, nah. I I have I know nothing about Molly. I don't know nothing about oxycons. I don't know nothing about any of that stuff. You know, yeah. I went through I went through my little My little hallucinogenic drug phase, you know what I mean? Fucking smoked my angel dust and all that nonsense and shit. That was all like the early to mid-90s, running around the limelight on Sundays, rock and roll church, trying to get myself lost in there, eating acid, smoking angel dust. Crazy. But I was like 17, 18, you know what I mean? You had no care in the world, no responsibilities, nothing like that. Party days, back in the day. I think when you're
1: 17, you're supposed to do that shit. Of course you are. Of course you are. We were at a, uh, me and one of my friends, We uh, big shout out to Jay. He was at a, we were at a Murphy's Law show, and Murphy's Law, he, uh, you know, Jimmy G, he passes the joints around or whatever, uh-huh. and he had this this motorized bowl, right? <laughs> so, uh, he passed it around, and Jay takes a hit, and lo and behold, it's dust.
2: Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> he wasn't expecting it. You could it. smell
2: that, you could smell that shit a mile away.
1: Yeah, it's like rubber, it's like Burning uh, plastic. Fucking
2: rocket fuel, bro. Fucking diesel. Ugh. I can, yeah, smell, so- it. I can smell it. I could smell it. I could think about it and smell it.
1: Yeah, it's just like coke. I could think about it and go take a shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, your stomach starts gurgling. Yeah, it's bad. It's all fucking right. crazy how that
1: works, right? <laughs> all right, let's talk about Blast Furnace Productions. Um what uh, right. this is your company? What exactly is this?
2: It's just something, I right, bottom it's just a name that I came up with honestly bro a couple of months ago um i met the owner for for lucky 13 the venue that i'm throwing the show at i met him in the gym across the street from my job we're looking at each other for a couple of days and one day like we would i was we were like next to each other doing some shit came over to me he's like yo you look familiar i'm like yeah hey, you look familiar too blah 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 long story short he's like hey i'm the owner of lucky 13 just so happens that we just know, like, a lot of the same people. I'd probably seen him out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, about a month or two later, you know, like, I, w- I would see him all the time, every night in the gym. And then uh, he was like, hey, you know, you know, I'm trying to do, you know, I want to do, like, hardcore Sundays at Lucky 13. Because there's really, there's, you know, there's really not that much going on at the bar. So I wanted, like, to do something. So he asked me if I knew anybody, if, you know, or, or if I wanted to, to, like, try to put a show, you know, try to put a show together. So I'm like, fuck yeah, absolutely. And I'm friends with John from the guitar player, John Lamaki, the guitarist for uh, Candomeria, mm-hmm. and he bought tens at Lucky Thirteen. So uh, he was like, I, I I went in there one day, just to shoot the shit with with Jeff, the owner, about possibly doing a show and just checking out the place. And then John was like, dude, you, you should just do a show. You know what I mean? Like we'll help you out if you need any help, but I don't think you're gonna need any help. But you know, you know, just just do it if you want to do it. So. He kind of gave me, like, the little extra push, so I have to give him, you know, a little bit of props there, my boy John from Candaria. But, um, you know, and then I just I just started reaching out to some bands, you know, and, and you know, uh, your, your brother's band, A Breed Apart, they they, they uh, they were recommended to me by my boy uh, Tony and Tommy from Reason Enough. They're like, yo, blah, blah, blah. They told me about them. So I'm like, all right, you know, I, they're my boys. So, you know, they right. vouch for them. So absolutely, you know, they're on. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. basically... It's an old school thing that I'm throwing. You know, it's seven bands, 10 bucks.
1: Nice. You know,
2: and it was just and 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 honestly, what's the meaning behind the name? I have no fucking idea, bro. <laughs> I was just like, I can't just have, you know, Jimmy Ferrari Productions. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's, yeah. Just, it's just a name. It's just a name just to put a label onto something just to, you know, it's nothing big. It's just me making phone calls, trying to put shows together. Have you old had- school. DIY.
1: Have you had any, uh, so no past experience with uh, promoting or, or pr- producing or anything like that?
2: Nope, nothing whatsoever. I just, I'm, I'm friendly with a lot of people and, you know, I have a lot of acquaintances. And, yeah. you know, and I just, uh, you know, bro, I've been into hardcore for shit, going on 30 years. Right. And, you know, I've never been in a band, but I'm always at shows. I know so many of these people. And it's like you know what? There's no, there's no Sunday matinees no more. At least not hardly any at all, especially in Brooklyn. And it, it almost like it almost just got like thrown in my lap. It's just all circumstance. You know what I mean? That's so, great.
1: And you kind of dove right in. You're doing it, man.
2: Yeah, man. Hey, listen, I'm trying. You know. And it, and so like, you know what? It's not even really about me personally. I just want to go and just hang out and just have a good time and. Watch a bunch of bands play. You know what I mean? It's 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 nothing really more deeper than that. You know? It's like let's just all hang out and fucking listen to music and have a good time and that's it.
1: So this um so the August 30th, uh, Sunday hardcore matinee at Lucky Thirteen Saloon in Brooklyn, is that your first like uh show?
2: First one ever.
1: It's a big one, man. Caught in a trap is one of my favorite bands in Urban ways yeah. the classics.
2: Yeah, yeah. And 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 people are like, yo, how'd you get them? I asked. I asked Richie Fye, I, I, you know, the singer for Corner Trap. I asked him. You know, I met him through Tony from Reason Enough. We were all in one of Reason Enough's videos together. So I got, you know, he's an acquaintance of mine. You know what I mean? So I just reached out to him, I think, like on Facebook or something. Yo, you guys want to play? If you can play, that would be awesome. Get mm. back to me. Yeah. He got back to me. He's like, yeah, dude, we'll go and, and you know, we'll do it. No problem. That's great. So then, uh, yeah yeah it's like i even i just all i did i asked nonley the, the bass player for urban waste you guys feel like playing a, you know the first matinee ever at lucky 13 all right i'll get back to you let me just ask the other band members she got right back to me she's like absolutely we'll do it boom it was really it simple like that yeah it was just like i just asked them and if they couldn't play or if the date wasn't good all right sorry but maybe next time but other than that it was like yeah you you want to play let's fucking play you know and plus, mean? you
1: got a band on there called Step Too Far, which I'm familiar with. Um, I never You're see them around.
2: Sure. They they hardly play. That's Frank the Governor. He great used to band. work at CDs. Yeah, man, great band. They were like the last band that I asked. I had have... the last band. I saw Frank. I saw Frank. I'm like, oh man, you guys want to play? And he he took him like a day or two, like to get up with the other band members. Yeah, dude, we'll play. It's a good show. It's a great lineup. Absolutely, we're down.
1: Boom. there it is, just like that. Um, I'm not too familiar with Reason Enough. Those are your boys, right? Yeah,
2: man. Reason Enough has been around. See, they're they're the band. They need a break, bro.
1: I know the name. I've definitely seen the name around.
2: They've been around. I'm sure Tony and Tommy are going to want to listen to this. And if I'm wrong, all right, I'm wrong. (laughs) But I think they've been around since like 2002, 2003. Now, there's no other hardcore band from Staten Island except for in Raids. It's been around for anywhere close to that long. Right. And these guys, they played with so many different bands. Murphy's Law, Crown of Thorns, Danny Diablo. They played with so many bands. Biohazard. They, they played with so many bands. They've been around forever, and they're such a badass band. So that's why I tried to get them as high up on the bill sure. as I possibly could. You know what I mean? I've probably seen my them, too. Yeah, man. They're a great band.
1: Um, okay, who else you got on in now? Uh, Breed Apart, of course. My brother's a band. Uh, they're probably going to be opening it up.
2: Yes, sir. Yep, they're going to they're going to set it off. <laughs> and then and then, uh, and then the second band is a band. It's a, it's a New Jersey hardcore band who I really wasn't too familiar with, but they've been around for several years too. But I saw them at a uh, uh, Gutter Christ does um, Toxic Fest. So I saw them at Toxic Fest, the last one that he threw at the Blue Room in Jersey, mm. and they were a band on. And I just liked them. I just dug them. They're like a groovy. They're, they're groovy, but they're heavy. It's like they, they don't have like the typical chunky, yeah. hardcore sound. You know what I mean? They're a dope band. And I just reached out to the singer. I was like, yo, man, I saw you guys at Toxic Fest. I thought you guys were dope. You guys, you know, want to play a show in Brooklyn in a small room, the first matinee? Absolutely. Boom. Done.
1: What's the name of that band?
2: Full Scale Riot. Oh, you know, I know that name too. Yeah, I know right? Yeah. Yeah, they've been around for a while, man. I don't know exactly how many years, but I know it's 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 like at least five years, if
1: not more. Oh, that's awesome, man! What a fucking yeah! You know what? Um, what a show, man! I gotta say. Yeah, you know it's.
2: I'm proud of it. You know what I mean? Especially my first one out. You know what I mean? No doubt, man. Yeah. So after Full Scale Riot, we got a brutal fucking Jersey hardcore band called Sicker Than Most. They just played. Um, they just played. This is hardcore in Philly. They're gonna be playing Tsunami Fest in September, but uh, Joe's a real good dude, and they're just a brutal band. And I've seen them several times, and I, I had to ask them. I didn't even, you know, I didn't think they were gonna to come to Brooklyn and play. But Joe was just like, "Yeah, dude, I'm down." And they nice. were like one of the first. They were the first band that I think I, reason enough was the first band to confirm. I think I think Sicker Than Most was the second right off the bat. Yeah, dude, we're we're down.
1: Beautiful. So,
2: yeah, both to see them. They're good
1: guys. Sunday afternoon, Brooklyn. Fucking summertime hardcore matinee. It's beautiful, man. It's just a beautiful thing you're doing, man. I really love what and, you're and- doing, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the Sunday matinee can, can, can come back on some kind of a regular basis too.
2: I hope so. Well, well, I, I mean, obviously, it's really premature to predict anything. Sure, but um. You know, plus all my focus is on this first show, making sure everything runs fine. I'm sure that there's going to be a couple of little bumps in the road since it's the first time. Oh, I don't think anything major is going to be. You know, I, I'm pretty organized like that. I kind of have everything in order, like how I think it should be. But it's probably going to be a little chaotic. But um,
1: that's alright. Though, I mean, you get yeah, the bumps I'm, in I'm, the road is good sometimes.
2: Yeah, absolutely, bro. You just learn from it. And right. I already have my feelers out. I already ex. I already ex the guy from you know. I already ex Jeff, the owner, and uh. I was like, yo, you know, I think that this one is going to be is going to do pretty well. Um, you know, would it be cool if, you know, if I reserve another date like sometime in like October? He's like, yeah, dude, just let me know. So I already have my feelers out for another couple of bands so far nice. that will be doing round two.
1: That's fucking beautiful, man. And um, you know, I love the name. I, I the blast furnace. I just, I just love the name. You got a fucking sick logo too. The guy, he's like, he's like, uh, oh,
2: Molotov like, cocktail.
1: It's like an anti-authority, fucking, exactly. fuck you kind of guy. He's fucking. That's yeah. badass, man.
2: Yeah, it's a poor man's hand grenade, bro. <laughs>
1: Molotov
2: cocktail.
1: Some real gorilla shit right there.
2: Exactly. Yep. Yeah man. I, I had I had that logo on I had that logo for a while. I just never used it. And I'm like, you know what?
1: I think it's fitting. So
2: it's finally put out there.
1: I want to see that on the shirt, man. I would wear that shirt in a minute.
2: Yeah, I have mock ups for the shirt and I do have a guy that, 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 that screen prints for me. But uh I, maybe there might be shirts available for the first one, but if not the first one, guaranteed I'll have shirts for the second show. That's your design, that guy? Well, yeah, I, I didn't create that. There's a guy, I have to give him a shout out. His name is Sean, and uh, his, I think he, he, his company is called Serrated Designs, and he lives out in Arizona. And my boy John, who runs, I don't know if you ever heard of Smut Life. You ever heard of the company Smut Life?
1: No, I don't think I have. All
2: right, well, he does all kinds of stuff with like music, videos, pictures, porn, all kinds of shit like that. Mm. But he recommended me to go. Check out this guy Sean with serrated designs, and he hooked me up with that logo. All I did was like, "Yo, man, I want a guy facing me throwing a Molotov cocktail." Like, oh, like he really
1: fucking ran with it too.
2: Yeah, yeah yo, he hit the nail on the head. He's awesome. He's an awesome graphic designer.
1: Awesome man, great fuck. Yeah, I like the name. But let's get let's talk a little bit about hardcore because um, do it. Yeah, when I, whenever I have a guest on that is into hardcore and punk and stuff, I like to ask this question because. Like, hardcore isn't at, isn't old enough. I mean, it's getting there where, like, like, for me, take me, for instance. Like, I got into music through my father who listened to Black Sabbath and Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin. Same here. Right? And eventually I found my way. So, it's not like hardcore isn't at the time where it's like, oh, I heard Sick of It All from my father. Right. It, almost, you know, it's almost there so how did you get into hardcore or or, you know hardcore punk all
2: right um i kind of the same with you my father he was like an old school hippie dude but uh he but you know i grew up listening he had a huge vinyl collection and i used to listen to you know all the, the led zeppelin and i mean all kinds of stuff like that pink floyd queen all that kind of stuff i grew up on all that kind of stuff and then i think i was probably about Seven years old and there was this girl who used to watch me. She was like a babysitter, I guess. And this was in the early, early eighties. And she put on the Motley Crue shout at the devil record. So once I heard that, I'm like, I like this, right? It's mm. like a little bit different, but it's like Motley Crew. I'm like, what the fuck is up with these dudes with the fucking <laughs> all this shit all over them and all kinds of outfits and shit. And then like there. was that it was, yeah teased hair and shit but as like a 7 year old kid i guess it, i could relate like to the people who were little kids and like they looked at kiss you know what i mean like oh yeah, what right. the fuck is this
0: it's you know a spectacle. and then like
2: yeah exactly so i'm like 7 years old so i'm like oh this is kind of cool and then and then she put on i, I looked at the cover for the twisted sisters stay hungry album there's fucking D. Snyder with a huge bone in his hand it was <laughs> crazy shit right <laughs> yeah. so then from there i like i I wasn't into like the hand metal like for very long at all because then I started getting into like the thrash and like the Megadeths and the Metallica, you know, all that old stuff and creator and stuff like that. And then I started getting like Exodus and Sacred Reich and all that kind of stuff. Anthrax, Slayer. And then it was, I'll never forget it, bro, because this is what turned me into a hardcore kid. What turned me from a a metalhead into a hardcore kid. Everyone's got the turn, man. (laughs) Yeah, everyone has the turn. Um, It was November 1990. I went to Lamores in Brooklyn. Classic. And the lineup was, in this order, it was White Zombie, Leeway, Suicidal Tendencies. So I went there basically to see Suicidal. Now, White Zombie was not a big band at all at that point. And I had heard of Leeway. I never heard them, never seen them live. So White Zombie comes off, you know, is, is done. And then Leeway comes on. And I'm like, I'm looking, I see AJ, you know, guitar player. I'm like, he has like cutoff jeans, a Yankee hat, like no long hair, no spectacle. Cause Rob Zombie and all them people, they look all like dirty homeless people at right. that point. Right. So He's I'm like looking a regular like, dude. Yeah. And, then, and the next thing you know, I see Eddie walk out Yankee hat on fucking skinny dude, short hair. And they busted into the beginning of Rise and Fall. And right before he said that, he was like, yo, Brooklyn. He was like, move. And they busted into Rise and Fall. And I just looked over, and it was a fucking complete riot scene. And I was just like, what the fuck do we have here? Awesome. And from that day on, the next day, I went to this little place called Zero's CB Cellar. And I walked in there, and I bought Born to Expire on cassette tape, and I bought Agnostic Front, Liberty and Justice for on cassette. Why Agnostic Front? Because I heard of them, and I'm like, all right, they might be along the same lines. So even though they're not hardcore, hardcore, you know what I mean, Leeway, they were more of a crossover band, but that was the catalyst that threw me into hardcore.
1: But they they had the hardcore feel, like the guys that came out like regular people.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what I think made me gravitate more towards it. And just plus the pure energy. And just like, it's like, I looked at these guys. And I was like, yo, I could, like, this guy looks like, you know, he could just be like walking down the street like a regular dude. You know yeah. what I mean? He wasn't, he didn't have no outfit or a gimmick going on. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. And then, and actually, a few months ago, I saw Eddie, the, the, the Eddie Leeway show, play the grand victory a few months back. And I was bullshit with Eddie outside. I was like, you know what, motherfucker? I never told you this, but it's all your fucking fault. <laughs> <laughs> and he just started laughing. He's like, "What?" I'm like, "Because you're, you're the reason why I turned that the way I did." And he just started laughing. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. It's all my fault." I'm like, "Well, you know, it's your fault, bro. You turned me into the hardcore kid." So
1: that's great, though. I mean, yeah. ev- everyone's got the same story. Like everyone's got this a different story with the same outcome. It's like I heard hardcore and never looked back. Right?
2: Yeah. Same here. Same here. Never looked back, bro. Never looked back.
1: I tell you what, yeah. though, there's like an there's an internet meme, right? You know, they have the picture with the words yeah. or whatever, uh-huh. and it's a. I think it's from the band Bold. The singer's like on the ground or whatever, and it says, on the top it says, "If you grow out of hardcore," and on the bottom it says, "You were never in it." Exactly. And that's true, man, because yeah. you don't grow out of this shit. This isn't just music. This is a culture. This is a way of life. Absolutely. Like, when we Absolutely. go to that show August 30th at the Lucky 13 Saloon in Brooklyn, it's going to be like fucking family, man. It's going to be like, guys, yeah. I don't even know Yeah. I'm going to be singing with, you know?
2: Yeah, and, some, and somebody told me to mention, not going to mention any names, but he told me to put you on the spot that you better be there that day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll be there, all right.
2: <laughs> you know this. All right, good, good shit.
1: I'm going to grab that mic, too. i sing good, a couple songs.
2: It. Go right ahead. I'll probably be in there too if I'm not running around like a maniac. I'll probably be jumping up there for a little while myself.
1: I'm gonna have to. Um, I'll buy you a beer if I see you, too.
2: I appreciate. I don't drink, but I appreciate.
1: Oh, uh, you know what? I don't drink either, so I'll buy you water.
2: <laughs> there you go. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> buy you a Red Bull or something.
1: Yeah, I was at the uh, at um, you know, they have out out here in Long Island where I live. They have this punk rock barbecue, like yeah. every year.
2: I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to it this year.
1: Oh, awesome. Oh, um. This dude from for my job just got me tickets. I owe, I'm like in the hole forty five dollars now, but he'll he'll get his fucking money. But nice. I saw him at his show. He was like, yo, let me buy you a beer. I was like, nah man, I don't drink. He was like, all right, let me buy you a soda. I was like, oh man, I don't drink soda. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man, let me get your fucking water then you motherfucker.
2: Yeah, why you gotta be so difficult, bro?
1: Yeah, man, why you gotta be a why you gotta be a faggot? <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Yeah, I I, I I run into some trouble not drinking sometimes, but that's all right though. People understand. It's not like it used to be where like people are all know. macho and shit, drink a fucking beer.
2: Yeah, it's like listen, I've been there, done that. I drank for a hundred people, you know. It's, yeah. it's you know for, for me personally, you know, it's just not it's not a good thing to be drinking. You know what I mean? I, I revoked my own drinking privileges.
1: Yeah, so, me too. And and when people ask me why, I'm like, yo, enough was enough.
2: <laughs> yeah, man yeah I've been there, done that. it's just not fun anymore. It's like, ah, eh, you know, yeah yeah, it's just me you know
1: yeah, yeah I'm, I'm uh yeah'm I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at too um yeah, so the hardcore thing is great. I was just on the show last week, the bats podcast, a couple guys from uk uh yeah
2: i I, I heard one of them I, I heard one of them you guys were talking about Prometheus, which is actually on the TV right now.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I had um, I had one of those guys on my show, Tin Man. Yo, big shout out to Tin Man and Steve Brute from um, Bats Podcast. Check those guys out on iTunes. And Steve Brute's in a great band called Spam Javelin. Check them out at spamjavelin.bandcamp.com. Um, yeah, what was I going to say about them? Oh, yeah. Um, God damn it, I lost my fucking train of thought because I was too busy plugging that dude's band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think about Prometheus.
2: I thought it was, this is the sec. well, it's, it's actually on mute right now, but I only seen it once in its entirety, and I saw it was coming on, so I put it on. But the first time that I watched it, it was like, it was quiet, and I sat there, and I concentrated, and I watched it, and I thought it was awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I love that movie, and I know it has giant holes in it, plot holes and silly shit, but it's just, I yeah. just love that world, it's shot great, it's great effects. Yeah. And it's,
2: it's weird, because I'm not really a big sci-fi guy. Yeah, I like the alien movies and I like the Terminator movies, but I'm not really big into the sci-fi stuff for some reason. Yeah. But I thought it was a pretty cool movie. And it was awesome the way it was shot. Like all the scenery and the effects and shit, I thought it was pretty badass.
1: Let me ask you a question about like movies and shit from like the eighties, cause I was um right. <coughs> excuse me. I was on Instagram, right? And I saw this dude posted like a collage picture of his favorite 80s movies. Right. And none of my favorite eighties movies were on his little fucking collage and I wanna ask you about this. Okay, so he had the Goonies, he had the Ghostbusters, he had Gremlins,
0: right. mm-hmm.
1: he had, you know, Adventures in Babysitting and Back to the uh-huh. Future. I'm yeah, thinking those to myself horrible, you know? I'm like, uh, all right. Go ahead. The, here's what I'm thinking. Aliens, Terminator, Predator, Robocop. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know those, I, those are like the big ones. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if you're talking, you want to talk horror movies, I, I like all kinds of like, B, like, like Mother's Day is like one of my favorite movies ever. With the brothers? Yeah, with <laughs> Ike and Adley and the mother and Queenie, the chick with no ear. Yeah.
1: I had that shit on fucking VHS. I still have it on VHS, I think.
2: I do too. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> it's
1: got a great cover, yeah. man. It's just white cover with the yeah. with the mom with the half skull face or whatever.
2: Yeah, sitting in a rocket chair with yep. a head in a
1: box. Oh, it's fucking great.
2: Yeah, it's so cheesy that it's awesome. It's I, so ridiculous that it's great.
1: Those are great. Now, do you have a good knowledge of like B eighties movies? Because I'm gonna t- I'm gonna bring one out right now that I don't think anyone's heard yeah. of. All right, the Zero Boys
2: heard of it, never saw
1: it it was uh, actually, you know what it's kind of a horror slash survival thing, so maybe that doesn't count as horror no,
2: never, never seen it, but I've heard of it
1: how about uh let's see what's it go what's it go humongous remember humongous I, the fucking guy I, who lived in a trunk his whole life <laughs>
2: he that was for, that was early eighties no
1: probably probably early, yeah, early shit.
2: Humongous How about the t- The original Toolbox Murders Never saw it man It's terrible It's so bad <laughs> I, w- I watched it recently I, I for, for, for years in my head I'm like Yo that was such a sick movie I watched it again Like maybe like Five years ago Terrible
1: Oh I, I hate don't... when that happens man Yeah so do
2: I You know what was a great movie That I watched probably about f- Four years ago That I haven't seen in years The Driller Killer
1: I was just gonna bring that up
2: The Dude. Driller Killer Maniac The Maniac. original Maniac Great.
1: When you said Toolbox Murders, the first thing I thought of was Driller Killer. Yep. Great movie. Sick. It's it's
2: great because it's like old, seedy, nasty New yeah. York. It's just grimy. It's just the whole feel of the movie is like just filthy. Yeah. Like the whole vibe of that movie is just awesome. Yeah. The I, Driller I, Killer.
1: I got to see that. There's so many movies that, like, I've. Like, I could tell you the cover of a lot of movies because I, you know, old school VHS um, places and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. There's
2: so that was many. Like the hook. That was the hook. Like yep. you used to see these pictures and be like Mausoleum. Terrible yes, movie. Yes. Awesome cover. Fucking yeah. uh, curtains. Curtains. Terrible movie. Great cover with the doll and the dude with the fucking yeah. I set.
1: I um my girl owns it on Blu-ray. I haven't watched it yet, but what else? Curtain. Uh Dead and like Buried.
2: Dead and Buried, Dead Alive.
1: All these cover, all these movies I've never seen. Uh, uh the Mutilator, but I've know all the. Mo- I know all of them. I've never seen any of them.
2: Really, don't go in the woods. <laughs> terrible.
1: <laughs> I heard that Fucking one's bad. Fucking Mountain
2: Man running around with a spear. Fucking horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, I heard that one's bad. What about Deadly Friend?
2: Oh, uh, terrible! <laughs>
1: it's, <laughs> it's bad. Really?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's terrible, dude. They're all terrible, but some of them are so bad that they're awesome.
1: I love the, I don't know, it
2: makes no sense, but it's I don't know, that's just how it is.
1: I love the so bad it's awesome movies.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: But I don't like it when they, they're so bad it's awesome on purpose. Like you know what I'm saying? Right.
2: Yeah. Like, like rawhead Rex. Terrible Brad Rex. Movie. Clive Walker, so, yeah. It was, it was so bad that it was it was legitimately just terrible. Like a waste of time. Horrible.
1: Um, that was one of my friend's favorite movies. Uh, guaranteed, if he watched it tomorrow, he'd be like, what is this shit? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. It looks like a puppet running around. With fucking, it's terrible. Like, the face didn't move. The like complete rubber mask. Terrible. Not scary at all. You know, I was nine years or eight years old. Not scared at all. What
1: happened with that movie was that was Clive Barker's movie. And I think the studio, like, cut his funding or cut his budget or something. And he couldn't finish it or some bullshit happened. And then he turned around and made Hellraiser like 10 years later or something. Or and five a lot of years
2: people, later. A lot, of, a lot of people give me shit, man. But I, uh, fucking Hellraiser. I think Hellraiser and Pinhead are the most overrated big popular horror movies of the 80s. Oh,
1: I love Hellraiser, man. <laughs> a lot
2: of people do. A lot of people do. For some reason, I don't know why, he never did nothing for me. Pinhead did nothing for me. I'm a Jason guy.
1: Oh, I love Jason. But um, let's, Jason. let's talk about Hellraiser for one second because yeah. I just listened to a podcast today. It's called the Dead as Hell podcast where they just did a whole Hellraiser thing. I didn't even know there's like nine of them.
2: No, nah, me neither. had no but, idea.
1: Because I've only watched the first two and then gave up on it. Yeah, I, if, the I was pin, a, if
2: I was to guess, I would say four at the most.
1: The pinhead thing I'm with you with, he just looks like some douche. But yeah. the reason why... Gothic. I, like this gothic look.
2: I can't, I don't know. Just I don't know. I can,
1: no, I could see that. But I, I love Hellraiser just because of the, the weird mythology of it. Like the, the right. people searching for pain through pleasure and just yeah. hooks and shit yeah it
2: is pretty twisted, but I don't know for some reason he just didn't do nothing for me. I'm kind of twisted also it's it's like like my parents like like my sister would be watching like the Brady Bunch, but then I'd like get into an argument with her because like the Helter the t v movie is coming on you know what I mean like like you you watch the Brady Bunch, but I was always fascinated with the fucking Manson family. I don't know yeah, why man. I a
1: little kid I don't want to put you <laughs> on the spot, but what's your favorite Friday the thirteenth i'm I'm assuming you've seen all of them.
2: Oh, I've seen all of them a million times. Some of them were just terrible. Like Jason X, just get rid of that thing. They're yeah, horrible. I didn't
1: even, you know what? I didn't even watch that.
2: Oh, uh, dude, it's just fucking terrible. Um, I'm going to say favorite overall, I would have to say it's a toss-up between two and the final chapter. Yes, yes. And two and the final chapter, because I always like the, the sack over his head, yep. and just the final chapter was just, I don't know, I think I've seen that one the most as a little kid, so it's more nostalgic
1: for me. I just watched... Two, three, and four Um, last month. Four, like, a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. It's great. Four is, is awesome, but mm-hmm. here's what I didn't remember from four. That guy who's, like, hunting Jason, he, he yeah. didn't do anything.
2: No, he did nothing.
1: <laughs> he did nothing.
2: He, like, camped out. For, he, like, helped him start the car, and he, like, camped out for a little while, and then he gets killed in the basement. And like, then the when- team did nothing.
1: And then when, when Jason in- is killing him in the basement, he's like, run, he's killing me. He's, yeah, he's killing trying, me.
2: Killing me, run, no shit. And the <laughs> girl's up at the top of the stairs, like, staring at it, crying. Yeah, terrible. But it's such a great movie.
1: Oh, it's great. And then um, I saw it when I was a kid like you. I even may, may have seen it in the theater. And they had that weird ending where you think Corey Feldman is going to be the next Jason. Ooh. Right. Yeah, and then five is just oh. fucking
2: terrible five is terrible and then six wasn't bad six? six i thought was pretty good yeah jason lives yeah
1: for me it's always like for me it's two three four and six on my top
2: yeah you gotta throw the first one in there too i mean the first one is great though
1: even the though it wasn't one, jason. yeah
2: you know so i'm gonna i'm gonna say for me it would just be
1: Oh, that's an, that's bad okay bad. yeah uh Two, I love the bag. You're right. The bag on the head is fucking sick. Yeah. He was fast in it
2: too. Like he used to he ran around in it too. Yeah, four. wasn't like
1: slow walking. Four was the final chapter was the last one he ran in, I noticed.
2: Yeah. Everything else was all slow.
1: Because in six he was like a zombie or some shit.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, Horshack. I'm <laughs> fucking I'm fucking
1: Mr. Kata. Kata.
2: Yeah, he fucking him and fucking Tommy go and fucking and and try and dig him up to make sure that Jason was still there. Like, why? Are you, what are you doing that for? Yeah. Just, to, just, just to check to see if he's in the in the, in the ground. Yeah. And then Tommy gets a flashback and starts stabbing him with the piece of the wrought iron fence, and then lightning strikes it and brings Jason back to life.
1: There, there you go, zombie fucking Jason, terrible.
2: zombie Jason, dude. There yep. was,
1: <laughs> there was, um. I think part six holds a lot of nostalgia for me too because I saw that one in the theater. I think.
2: Yeah, I I definitely saw it in the theater. Part two. I saw I saw five. The first one that I saw in the theater was five. I saw five. I saw five yeah. and six in the theater.
1: Five was fucking. I did. I mean, I haven't actually watched five because of a non-Jason thing. But is it like yeah, a terrible.
2: good horror movie at all? No, no. There's, there, it's terrible. It's the whole thing is just fucking. It's a shit show. That whole movie.
1: <laughs> shit show. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it is. It's just fucking complete debacle. That whole movie.
1: There's a girl Sorry. in part two that has great tits and she never takes a top off.
2: Yeah, her name, I don't remember her real name, but in the movie her name is Sandra.
1: You remember, and, right? And
2: I remember all this nonsense. But I'm gonna I'm gonna nerd out on you right now on this shit. <laughs> the girl, the girl Sandra from part two. It's mentioned in part four. The guy that was hunting Jason, Sandra is his, supposed to be his sister. Oh, he says the name? He says it. He says it. My sister Sandra was a really good kid. I even know the fucking dialogue, dude. Wow, that's
1: awesome. No, I love that shit, man. That's some real deep shit. Because when I was watching 4, I was thinking, I wonder if we know who his sister is. And there you go.
2: There it is. Yeah, my sister Sandra. I mean, he says my sister Sandra was a really good kid and got killed. So I'm thinking the only person it could be was Sandra from Part 2. If there's any kind of, you know...
1: Uh. Two, I, I think part two three and four happened right right after each other two happened like five and, years after one though yes
2: because yeah because jason drowns in the first one he's like a little kid and then he's almost like a teenager he's like a teenager early 20s in part two i would think yeah like how big he is. Mm-hmm.
1: and i also loved how three and four happened like right the next day
2: yeah the yeah, it picks up exactly where it left off like like Jason gets the axe into the, into, into his head, yeah. and then part four starts off with all the cops and the ambulances wrapping him up right Great. there. Yeah.
1: Right, so <laughs> you don't like Pinhead. I got to tell you, or oh, the Hellraiser series for that, man. I'm going to tell you who I don't like and the people out there, because I do a lot of horror movie shows and shit. Yeah. People out there are going to bug out. Dude, I don't like Freddy.
2: Not a big fan either. After, After the, the first the fr- one,
1: they can all go it. fuck
2: themselves. I hear that. I I I, I agree. <laughs> Freddy, the the first Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm good with. After if, that, nah.
1: Fuck. I don't like not not a one. Maybe maybe if I had to pick, I would go with the third one. Maybe.
2: Third one, I was gonna say Dream Warriors. Yep. Yep.
1: But after that first nightmare, I cannot watch Freddy.
2: No, it's terrible. It's it's it, it gets too cartoony. It's too. Stop trying to be funny with your stupid fucking one-liners. Yeah. Yeah, nah, nah, not a, not a big fan of Freddie at all. But I, like I did it. actually, I, I, but I did like Jason versus Freddy though.
1: You know what? That was way better than I thought. I didn't like how they couldn't commit at the end for a winner.
2: Exactly. But they, 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 they buttoned up and they answered, like, a lot of questions that you, that if you're, like, a nerd when it comes to, like, Friday the 13th and shit. Yeah. They, they. They button up a lot of little things, and they 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 make them cross cross their paths, and it, it works like the way yeah. they make it happen. It, it all worked. I saw it in the movies, and I thought it was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, I really was very uh, surprised and how much I enjoyed Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, the you know high body count, blood. They just I liked how they made just how they made them work together in the world. You like you know what I'm saying? The the mythology uh-huh. of it.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Good shit.
1: And then fucking Jason wins. He comes out with Freddy's decapitated head, but then Freddy's eyes open up. Like, they couldn't commit yeah. to a winner, which is annoying.
2: Exactly. Are you a, are you a fan of, of, of uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies?
1: I like the first two, and the remake wasn't bad.
2: Right. I, I, a lot of people hate the remakes. I love the remakes. The first the, first, the, the first, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, it's like a fucking amazing. snuff
2: film. It's great. Oh, it's insane! Just the way it's shot, the sound effects, everything—it's fucking gritty. Love that movie. I could watch that shit every day. The second one was like more of like a more spoofy and funny. Yeah. But I thought it was awesome. But it worked. It, it absolutely worked, and I thought the remakes were awesome. I thought they were great. I only saw the d- first one. You didn't. You didn't see uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. No, was it good? Oh, it was awesome, dude! It was the same people that made the original remake. Yeah, man. It was, a prequel. It was like the pre- it was a prequel, and I'm like, ah, oh, with this prequel nonsense. And then <laughs> I I watched right. it, and I it was I was I was I was surprised. I was surprised at how how good it was. I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah, man.
1: The first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's a scene. I know you know it. I know everyone out there knows it. But I'm gonna have to fucking say it again. When he slides open that fucking door and grabs her and oh, pu- pulls her in and then slams the door shut.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, fucking he grabs sick. her off, off, off the front porch, and her shoes fly off, drakes her in, and, hang, and that's she. That's when he hangs her on the hook. Yeah. But, but the dude is like, he's just like walking in looking for her, and then he just comes out, and he looks, and he raises the mallet and Fuck. cracks him, drakes him in, and then slams that door shut. It's fucking sick.
1: Yo, you know what's great, too? If you fucking watch that scene... And while the, while he's got the mallet raised and the and the the guy, if you pause it on his face, he is really fucking scared.
2: Yeah. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's
1: he's yeah. like not acting. <laughs> no, not
2: at all. Fucking crazy. Great I, movie.
1: Dude, I don't think they told him as an actor that was gonna happen. Because that dude was so fucking either. shitting in his pants.
2: <laughs> no shit.
1: Yeah, Texas yeah, Chainsaw's great. How, uh, what about, where are you with the Halloweens? <sighs>
2: The first, the original first two, I thought were great. The third one, Season of the Witch, I, I can't stand that movie. Some people, for some reason, like that movie. I don't know why. The Season of the Witch, I have no idea why. There's no, there's no Michael Myers in it. It makes no sense to me. It doesn't even, ro-
1: doesn't even work as a standalone.
2: Doesn't, not, not at all. Not at all. And then after that, it just got the curse of Michael Myers, Revenge of Michael all that shit. You could throw it all out the window. But yeah. I thought Rob Zombie... I thought I thought Rob Zombie, his his Halloween and and Part Two, I thought they were fucking awesome. Wait a minute, you like the second one? I fucking love the second one.
1: All right, good. So I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one.
2: <laughs> I hear that a lot. I hear people think that the second Rob Zombie Halloween movie sucked. I don't know what they're watching.
1: I love movie the fucking, fucking brutality brutal. of it
2: so brutal. It's so fucking brutal. Yeah, man. He's fucking... There's so much symbolism in it with the white horse this, this. I'm big into symbolism too when it yeah. comes to certain shit. You know what I mean? Like The Shining. Unfucking believable movie. Probably Tops. one of my top three fake movies ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, crazy. You ever see that documentary called Room 237?
1: Oh, dude. I take a sh- I shit all over that movie. I-, I couldn't make it through, man. I was disgusted with it. Really? These fucking hip, uh, these, it was like just the, these like hipsters that have nothing to do with their life. Absolutely, they just made some shit up.
2: Some of it's really far fetched, but some of it I thought was kind of interesting. I had to watch it because I'm a huge Shining fan. Oh yeah, so me I too. had to watch. Yeah, so I had to watch
1: it. I tell you where I punched out when I was watching that fucking movie. All right, there's a scene where they pointed out that on Danny's wall or on his door there's a sticker or something, right?
2: Yeah, one of the seven dwarves.
1: And then the next scene is missing. Mhm. And they went into this whole fucking thing <laughs> I of know why exactly. it's missing. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting here thinking to myself, somebody just fucked up.
2: Yeah, it, it was a continuity error, dude. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was dopey or some shit like that. Or what, I don't know, one of the seven dwarves, but. I think it was Dopey. Is, there, is Dopey a seven one of the dwarfs?
1: Yeah, Dopey, fucking Smoky, and you know, almost fucking. I don't guys.
2: know, if it was a fucking seven dwarf or a Smurf? I wasn't sure, but <laughs> but uh, but they but uh, they said something like, "Yeah, Dopey isn't there anymore, so that means that like little Danny like got smart, like now he's like like he he, he knows the deal, like oh, like was I, such I, a
1: I, stretch." Stupid,
2: are you fucking serious, bro? What are you smoking while you're analyzing this? <laughs> <What are> you <laughs> wrong with you?
1: and and um so you watched the whole movie right yeah i had to okay so i didn't get to the um that the movie's symbolic of the faking of the moon landing did you get like what is that
2: yeah i watched all that shit it was supposedly cuz there was word that, that that stanley kubrick had something to do with creating a set to fake the moon landing right mm. so now there was they analyzed again, sounds so far fetched, but <laughs> it's like when Danny first, when he's riding his big wheel and he stops and, and he goes to room 237 and the door is open, but the key is in the door, right? And there's something written on the key, it's like etched into the keychain. It's like, uh, It says something, it's something, it's like they break it down into like an anagram, basically saying that they break it down where it was like soundstage number two, and it took like three days or some shit like that, and then it was like, it was just like some shit that was etched on it, and they kind of interpreted it and then twisted it all around, like to fill their little agenda about the moon landing and like the soundstage it was filmed on or whatever, some crazy shit like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was all about. See, but. it's like
1: it—it's interesting enough to think about, but I think the way they executed it, like with the voiceovers, I think that's kind of where I was like, kind of like punching out on it.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a lot of symbolism. Like, le- actually, I think it was like legitimate symbolism. It wasn't continuity and shit, but like a lot of Indian shit because they're supposed to be on an Indian burial ground. Yeah, there was like certain shit in like the storage room. There's like some kind of Indian fucking like, flower company or something like that. that I was saw like, that part, yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff like that, which Kubrick is a sick bastard like that, and he will do shit like that on purpose. But as far as, like, you know, like, th- there was certain shit they were saying, like, if you take the opening credits and the closing credits and you overlap them onto each other so you can kind of see both of them on top of each other, it's like the picture, you know, the last picture of uh, of, of Jack Nicholson at the 4th of July ball. It's like the very end of the fucking yeah. movie. It's like that superimposed with like the opening credits and shit. Like they, it was supposed to mean something and how certain things fit in with the shapes and stuff. I'm like, that's a little bit too deep. I, I really don't believe <laughs> really yeah, that. Yeah, man,
1: they were fucking reaching.
2: Yeah, they were reaching big time with a lot of it. But some of it I found it was kind of cool. But yeah, you know, I, I like, kind
1: of like that kind of shit too. Like w- weird theories and fucking shit like that. Yeah.
2: yeah, they did break down like, like, it's kind of like subconsciously, but like there's four times. Where little Danny is riding his big wheel around the hotel, and it's like the first time they, they do like a bird's eye map of the of the hotel of the layout of the overlook and it's like the first time he's riding his big wheel, he goes in a complete regular square around the whole thing and like the second time it might be another square and then the third time he goes off like and like he turns a corner and you don't realize it when you're watching it, but he's like on the second floor, but when he turns a corner he's automatically on the third floor and then like the last time he does it it's like every single turn that he takes, he's on a different floor. Like he'll start out down in the basement in the kitchen area, mm. and then like he'll turn and he'll be like on the first floor. And then he'll turn again and he'll be on the second floor, and then he'll always wind up where the twin girls are, somewhere around that room.
1: That's strange. And I never
2: re- and I never realized that watching it and it can't be that they can't be that much continuity errors in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was like for a reason.
1: You know, Kubrick, he uh he, he was famous for doing a lot of takes.
2: Yeah. Like he he yeah.
1: listen. Everyone makes mistakes, but he was like one of those guys who would just always he want to get it right.
0: Yeah, big time.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. with that said, there is a you can see the helicopter in the opening scene. You know the the helicopter blades.
2: Yep. Yeah, you can in that big wide open shot. Yeah.
1: So I mean, he he does make mistakes. Uh, he he was making mistakes now and then. And one I, thing I noticed, like when you first come into the hotel, like. Yeah. The overhead shot, the maze isn't there. Like, there's no maze.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right.
1: And I just discovered this, like, recently, and I've been watching that. That movie scared me. That was my first horror movie experience, The Shining, scaring the shit out of me as a fucking kid.
2: I remember watching The Exorcist for the first time. That shit scared the shit out of me. That's that's just... that movie fucked me up for a bunch of years, bro. I was little, bro. I always, bro. I'd be in my room. Here you go. We we're about to fucking confess to some nonsense when I was a little kid. Uh, I'd be laying in my bedroom, bro. Like I don't know how old I was, maybe five years old, bro. I watched that movie, bro. My sick bastard father let me watch that movie, bro. Wow. Right. So, yeah, I heard. I, always, I heard about it like during conversation, like with my family. Oh, her head spins around and shit like that. And I watched it. And, like, for, dude, for, like, two years, bro, I don't know if it was two years, but for, for a long time, every time I went into my room, I'd go to sleep, and I wouldn't want to open my eyes, bro, because I thought that bitch would be hovering on my <laughs> ceiling.
1: Felt like two years.
2: Yeah, it felt like two years. It could have been fucking a week. I don't know, but yeah. it, I know it fucked me up enough to remember it vividly.
1: <laughs> you know what's fucking weird is? I saw, when I was a kid, I saw some shitty ripoff of The Exorcist called Beyond the Door, right?
2: I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. And I heard you mention it on another podcast.
1: Yeah, I did. I, I'm going to tell the same story again because <laughs> that movie scared the shit out of me as a kid. And my brother said he recently saw it, and it sucks. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> that sucks, though. But I'm not going to watch uh, it now because I still want nah, that can't. image of it being scary, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. you'll ruin it for yourself. Yeah. I want to leave, ruin leave it, it alone. All right, just leave it alone. Absolutely.
1: All right, before I let you go cuz we've been doing it for an hour, I want to get your thoughts on like um
2: I was so quick. All right, go ahead.
1: <laughs> like uh I don't know. Um now you said you're not really into the sci-fi shit, but what about like the Ghostbusters remake? Do you have any like like feelings now, on that type of thing? Uh,
2: another thing, I uh, for some reason not that big of a
1: Ghostbusters fan. It doesn't hold up anyway.
2: I don't know, like the original one. Yeah, all right, but uh i. No, I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me for some reason. I don't know.
1: Yeah, for it's me, it's a, just Bill Murray. Without Bill Murray, there's no movie there. So I, I God, feel you.
2: Bill Murray's awesome. Nah, nah. The Ghostbusters remake. Nah, I doubt I'll even watch it.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. It even, would, yeah, it, if you don't have no like connection to the first one, the remake doesn't even matter.
2: Nah, not at all. Not, you, not at all.
1: Where you? Where you uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: Uh, uh, it's a little bit, little bit off topic. I I won't babble on, but uh. I am kind of looking forward to the new Rocky, though. I have to admit. Oh, I'm Creed, forward. right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll go to the fucking movie theater to see that movie.
1: Is it Apollo's son or grandson?
2: Son. Yeah, it's Apollo's son. Rocky trains Apollo's son.
1: So I got to see. He, he, he's got to be old, right?
2: Who, Rocky? Who Sylvester Stallone?
1: No, C- Apollo's son, because Apollo died in part three.
2: Part four.
1: In part four, and that was like. Thirty years ago,
2: yeah, dude, that came out in what? Shit, Rocky Four came out in like nineteen eighty-five, maybe. So let's yeah. say
1: he, he, his wife was pregnant in eighty-five, ninety-five. He's the kid's got to be like thirty.
2: Yeah, but in the movie, he looks like he's young. Like he looks like he's in his early 20s. So I don't know as far as timeline goes, how they do all that, but yeah, I'll I'll go check it out. I'm a big Rocky guy.
1: I gotta tell you, man, that Rocky about ball movie was good. That the last yeah, one.
2: I didn't like it that much. I saw it in the movie theater the first time I saw it. I was like, eh, I don't know. Then I watched it a second time, and I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, I really like that one. And I'm not a big Rocky fan. I like one, and I like the last one. And the ones in the middle, you know, I mean, oh, listen, man. I like three. but
2: One, two, and three are fucking great, bro. I watch those. Mo- I can watch those movies every day.
1: Big Rocky fan, huh? Wow, that's great. Big, big Rocky fan. Big I- Rocky fan. Have you um, been to the <laughs> Steps?
2: No, oh, I haven't,
1: dude. but this is hardcore a couple of
2: weeks ago in Philly, and that's what, I wanted to do one of those stupid, touristy, nerdy shit, and I wanted to go and fucking and take a picture next to the stupid fucking Rocky statue, but yeah. I didn't get a chance to.
1: Yeah, I got a, um, a picture of the, I'm, I'm, me and my friends, we took our BMX bikes over there to one of the parks, I forgot the name of it, Roosevelt Park or whatever, and I took a picture next to the Rocky statue, and I'm waving high. But it looks like I'm doing a. It looks like I'm doing fucking Sieg Heil.
2: Yeah, no, <laughs> that's always cute.
1: Then, yeah, what the fuck? But we did run up the steps, like the typical tourist thing.
2: Yeah, you have to. It's so douchey, but it's just something. I, it's something I gotta check off the bucket list.
1: And what do you do when you reach the top? You got to jump up and
2: down like an idiot.
1: <laughs> Hands like in you the fucking
2: air. won something. Yeah. You know I did that, right? <laughs> of course you have to do that you have to you can't, yeah you can't not do that
1: ran up the stairs victory dance at the top or you know a little jog bounce yeah.
2: it's so douchey but it's so awesome I know,
1: you gotta do it next time you're in philly man <laughs> have somebody film it too <laughs> yeah,
2: right might as well bug it
1: <laughs> all great. right um uh I right, yeah so uh yeah uh Talk about the show one last time. Sa- uh, Sunday, August thirtieth, right?
2: Yep. yep, Sunday, August thirtieth. Lucky Thirteen Saloon. It's a uh, six forty-four Sackett Street. It's like Park Slope. It's right, it's like Gowanus area. Um, it's their new location. They opened it up a couple of years ago. Um, it's an awesome bar, bro. It, it's 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 like there's a whole big bar area, and then in the back they have a back room with a stage and everything like that. But um, I mean, bro. There's like there's like strip of poles that go from the ceiling onto the bar and stuff, and there's girls dancing on the bar and shit like that. Um, yeah, it's uh, Sunday, August thirtieth. Doors open at two o'clock. Show will begin eh, around three o'clock, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit after three. No no later than three thirty, but uh, somewhere around three o'clock. Um, and then it lasts until it lasts probably about nine ten o'clock. Probably about ten o'clock it'll be all over with after all the seven bands. But you know, it's a uh, seven bands. It is 21 and over, though, because of legal reasons, because it is a bar. And it's uh, $10, dude. It's a $10 matinee for seven bands all day long. Can't beat that. Can't beat it. Yeah, so the lineup is from beginning to end is A Breed Apart, Uh, Full Scale Riot from Jersey, Sicker and and Most also from Jersey. They got Step Too Far, then uh, Reason Enough from Staten Island, then Caught in a Trap, and then Urban Waste.
1: Great show, great lineup, really looking forward to going. It's going to be a good day in Brooklyn, summertime, awesome shit, man. Um, thank you. Yeah, I want to thank you for doing the show in such uh, such short notice, man. It was great to have you on, man. I could probably talk to you about yeah. hardcore movies all fucking night, man, to be honest Absolutely. with you. Yeah, same here, bro, without a doubt. Hey, man, you won. Man, I,
2: I, I appreciate you, uh, you having me on, man, big time. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, that's my pleasure, man. You want to uh, take us out with a song or anything?
2: Yeah. Um, ooh, reason enough. Fuck mercy.
1: Sounds good, man. You got it, man. All right, Jimmy from Blast Furnace Productions. Uh, oh, do you want to give your social media out or anything?
2: Well, yeah, you know, Facebook, Instagram, both of them at, at Blast Furnace Productions. is the fan page on Facebook, facebook.com slash Blast Furnace Productions. Same thing on Instagram. I have a Twitter account, but I'm really hardly ever on it. It's just linked to my Instagram, but it's Blast Furnace NYC. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. All
1: right, Jay, man, have a good night. Thanks for doing the show, and uh, have a good weekend. Thanks a lot, Mike. I appreciate it, brother. All right, you got it. Later. 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 Alright, that's an awesome guy, man. Jimmy right there. Blast Furnace Productions. It's real great to have him on. Um, You know, you guys know how I do. I don't really prep for the show. When you got a guy on like that, you don't need to prep because we could just go. Hardcore, movies, music. Well, I guess hardcore is music, so that's just redundant. But uh, this is what I do at the end of the show. I start babbling. I should just fucking end it. But uh, not before I give a shout-out to my man Shane Gray from State of Gray. Gotta say what's up to Chris and Skip. Yo, and M from Attention Deficit Order. I got to say what's up to Devin from the Moon Bad Podcast. Got to say what's up to Stevie Mendoza. I just listened to Dead as Hell. I mentioned it earlier. Great job on that show there. I got to say what's up to Pod Cheese Green Up Podcast. Yo, my man Lorne, Bold and Belligerent, The Lo-Fi Show. All my friends out there. Um, I'm missing somebody. Uh, my man Jay and Chris Torini, Johnny Nissan. Rocket, Billy G, my girl Angela, my brother Anthony, Uh, you know, the whole New York hardcore family, Paulie Nugent did the show last week, Lords of Brooklyn, the Dead Rabbits, Um, yeah, shout out to all my friends and family, can't do it without you, big thanks to everyone who picked up a shirt, and there will be new shirts coming soon, I don't know when, maybe fall time, I'll do a little long sleeve tee or something, maybe a hoodie, All right, man, here's uh, Reason Enough, later. Thanks for checking out the Growing Up,
0: Not Growing Old podcast. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Gungo Podcast. That's G-U-N-G-O Podcast.
2: And listen to past episodes at gungo.podbean.com.
0: We do not train to be merciful here. Mercy is for the weak. Here, on the street, in competition, a man confronts you, he is the enemy. An enemy deserves no mercy.